Hi, this is Tony calling and talking from the northeast part of Texas in the dark piney woods. We're going to talk about John Edwin Bull. Born John Edwin Bull in England, little more is known of his early life. It also is not certain as to when he ventured into the United States, but it is believed to have been sometime during the 1850s. He first appeared, according to some historical texts, in 1861 as a professional gambler that made his way around mining boom towns. On August 25th of 1862, he was involved in a gunfight while in the mining camp of Gold Creek, located in Montana Territory. He entered the town stating his name was John Bull and that he and his companion, a man named Fox, were on the trail of horse thieves who had stolen six valuable horses in Elk City, Idaho. The, C, the thieves were C.W. Spillman, Bill Arnett, and B.F. Germagin, who and preceded Bull and Fox in the, entering the camp about three days before. Bull and Fox captured Spillman with no incident and placed him in the custody of several miners while the two continued their search for the others. Locating them in a large tent used as a saloon, Bull stepped inside with a double-barrel shotgun and demanded both men throw up their hands and surrender. Arnett immediately grabbed his pistol laying on the table beside him, at which point Bull shot him with one blast from his shotgun in the chest, killing him instantly. Charmagin surrendered, and he and Spielman were tried the next morning in a makeshift court. Charmagin was able to successfully argue that he played no part in the horse theft. However, Spielman was convicted and sentenced to hang until dead. The next morning, he was executed. At this time, mining camps in Nevada Territory were booming, most prominent Aurora and then Austin. John Bull settled at the Silver Camp in North Austin in the center of the territory. Early in the year of 1864, there came about a nationalistic dispute over who was chief in Austin. Was it the Irish or the English? Indifference to the late editorial against dueling with pistols and knives, the use of those weapons were reject rejected by the involved parties. It also happened another talent by Johnny Bull was boxing, fist to cuffs as it were called. The issue was finally settled between Bull and a particular Irishman. They met one late night on February 21st in a saloon at the corner of Main Street and Cedar Streets. Inside, with the presence of the excited crowd, the two combatants came to an agreement in regards to the rules of uh, what is to be allowed. There, upon a journey to the street, Mac Waterhouse was selected by the Englishman as his second and George Loney by the Irishman. And after these preliminaries had been gone through, with the mauling commenced about 12 o'clock, 21 rounds were fought. And for one time, the battle was very hot, contested, hotly contested, both giving and receiving very hard knocks and showing no signs of giving up. But Johnny Bull's endurance was too much for the Irish grit, and the victory was decided in favor of the Englishmen. It is claimed, however, that the result was entirely owing to the instructions Mac gave his men during the 21st round, that is, to faint with his left take one step back and give an uppercut with the right. This direction was followed and gained the fight. Both men were severely punished, 
A large crowd witnessed the contest, many being present in uh, their state of attire, not having time to dress themselves when they jumped out of bed to see what was going on. We are making fine progress in muscular Christianity, a prize fight in our public thoroughfare. Who can beat it? Bull was next heard of in 1866 when he arrived in Virginia City, Nevada. By this time, he was partnered in a gambling operation with fellow Englishman Langford M. Peel, known as Farmer Peel. A former soldier during this time, famed writer Mark Twain being friends with Bull, writing later of how tell or how well they had gotten along, and particularly of a joke that Bull had once pulled on Twain during the winter of 1866. Bull and Peel, by early 1867, had moved their operations to Belmont in Nevada and then to Salt Lake City, Utah. While in Salt Lake City, Utah, the two argued and for the time separated. However, by the summer of 1867, the two were working together again. By this time in Helena, Montana, on the night of July 22, 1867, Peel and Bull were seated at the table in the Greer Brothers Exchange Saloon, and for some reason the argument that they had previously had was rekindled. Both men jumped to their feet and began arguing loudly. Peel slapped Bull in the face with one hand and pulled his gun with the other. Bull raised his hand, stating, I am unarmed. Peel responded that he should go and arm himself, then return. Bull retreated to his room, quickly wrote down a makeshift will for the disposition of his property in the event of his death and took his gun. Peel waited in the saloon, but after an hour he thought that Bull had already fired or fled from his challenge and therefore left. By the time Bull had returned, Peel had already left the saloon and moved down the street to the Chase Saloon to meet his girlfriend, Belle Neal. Peel then escorted Neal to retire to his room. As they walked outside onto Helena's Main Street, they were met by Bull. Immediately the two men then drew their guns, but Peel's arm was unintentionally locked by the shocked Neal who was tugging his arm and slowing his draw. Bull managed to get off two shots and Peel fell face down into the street. Bull then walked calmly and fired a third round into Peel's head, killing him. Town Marshal John Xavier X. Beadler took Bull into custody. That night a lynch mob gathered intent on hanging Bull, but Beadler backed them down and as the trial followed, the jury failed to convict and Bull was released. He immediately left Helena traveling to Cheyenne, Wyoming. Langford Peel had been known to have killed at least four men prior to Bull killing him. Thus Bull was treated as a man with somewhat of a reputation since it was that he that killed Peel. In fact, he was, he was treated as somewhat uh, of a celebrity while in Cheyenne. In 1868, now again in Utah, but married to a woman described as having been extremely pretty and ladylike, but ill-suited for his lifestyle, Bull thus moved her and himself to Chicago, Illinois, and there the two had two children. She died of illness in 1872, and Bull placed his children in foster homes. By the following year, he was in Omaha, Nebraska, again operating as a gambler. Shortly before 
midnight on July 12th of 1873 on the company of gambler George Mahaffey, Bull and Mahaffey stabbed railroad employee Samuel Atwood outside the Crystal Saloon in Omaha due to Atwood warning others that Bull was a crooked gambler running a crooked game. Town Marshal Gilbert Rustin gathered several policemen and went in the search of the two men, locating Bull inside Sullivan's saloon. When Rustin approached him, Bull proceeded to produce his pistol, refusing to be arrested, causing Rustin to withdraw. Bull then ran all the patrons out of the saloon and calmly sat down in a chair, falling asleep. When awakened, he quietly submitted to arrest without resistance. Atwood was still alive, but in serious condition. Thus, a mob of supporters were threatening to hang Bull. Mahaffey, by his point, had also been captured, and both were being held in the local jail. Atwood, when interviewed, implicated Mahaffey as the one attacker who could identify. Thus, Bull was released. Mahaffey was later freed on bond following Atwood's recovery, and again began working with Bull in their gambling arrangement. Bull began to move around and frequently through the small western towns of the day, often in the company of other gamblers, and often taking part in crooked games meant to heist money from the unsuspecting amateur gamblers. He also began dabbling in professional boxing as a promoter. In 1874, he and Mahaffey were arrested for armed robbery, armed robbery, citing that they had robbed a man named Wilkinson in a gin mill. In 1875, these charges were dropped after Bull had gotten released on bond and jumped bail. Due to him having worn out his welcome in the area, Bull moved onto Deadwood, South Dakota in 1876, another boomtown. By 1879, he had settled in Denver, Colorado, and after the next few years, his name appeared often in police reports, often being arrested for public drunkenness and disturbing the peace. While in the slaughterhouse saloon, he was once arrested for disturbing the peace, at which point he resisted knocking one policeman unconscious with a walking stick, after which several other wild officers beat him into submission. On the night of October 14, 1880, Bull now partnered, partnered with gambler Jim Moon, became involved in an altercation with two city policemen, Moon's wife and another woman who had been dating Bull also became involved, throwing Chinaware at the officers, causing them to retreat. Bull and Moon met the officers, who returned with more policemen. At the front of the door, pistols drawn, but after seeing that they could not win, both Bull and Moon surrendered. Less than a month later, Moon killed a man named Sam Hall by beating him on the head with his pistol. He was acquitted on the grounds of self-defense on the trial that followed. Several months later, Moon, a jealous man, attacked a gambler named Clay Wilson, believing Wilson was paying too much attention to his wife. Wilson shot Moon twice, killing him. Moon moved on to Denver, where in July or January of 1882, gambler and associate Jim Bush shot Bull in the foot after an argument. Bull refused to press charges and let the matter drop. Shortly afterward, he again moved in 1898, he was in Spokane, Washington, and attended a show in the People's Theater with friend Frisky Barnett. As the two men walked out, Barnett was unknown for unknown reasons, reasons jammed 
his lit cigar into Bull's eye, which caused Bull to scream in pain, then draw his pistol uh, towards Barnett. Barnett jumped behind a woman and drew his own pistol. As the two men walked out, Barnett was, for a known reason, jammed uh, his uh, cigar in his eye, as I had said, and uh, the two began firing, both emptying their pistols. One of Bull's shots hit the woman, another took off one of Barnett's fingers. Bull had been shot four times, once in the neck, once in the groin, and once in the chin, and once in the left arm. That had to hurt. The woman recovered, but Bull was forced to allow his arm to be amputated. Barnett was fined $10 for dis discharging a firearm in city limits and released. Bull was expect expected to die, but hung on for several weeks. He recovered still carrying the bullet in his neck. In 1921, when the bullet began to bother him, he had it move removed in uh, Excelsior Springs, Missouri. He died in 1929 at the age of 93. So that's the story of um, John Edwin Bull. Came from England and became a gambler here in the United States. See you next time.